This Wednesday, June 5th, 2019, live from Astoria, Queens, New York, the small package catch-up show that will be equal in quality or exceed the quality of the WrestleMania small package show podcast. Enjoy. Oh, hey folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Welcome back to the Small Package Show. It's Corey Poindexter, and I am joined, as always, by your boy and mine. It's Mr. Bob Peggy. Yeah, I'm your boy? You're my boy. Wow. That's, my boy. That's so nice. You're my boy, Blue. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Small Package Show. want to give a big shout-out and thanks, as always, for our intro music and also outro music friends of the show we are as ronin friends of the show and you can find we are as ronin on spotify and uh i believe also on uh, you know i think that i know they have a band camp uh they have a facebook page on they have an instagram all the socials uh most of it's we are as ronin so if you search for them they're from cincinnati ohio uh that record came out last year they got a new one in the works i believe it should be released this year so we'll definitely plug the shadow of that when it comes around but thank you guys again for the music plug 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 uh so uh we're back been a minute uh missed some stuff uh we so we got a lot to talk about a lot of catch up on uh-huh, uh uh-huh. we have not talked about money in the bank nope uh i don't even know if we did a show before money in the bank like a lead in i mean we did post Mania, and I mm-hmm. think post Mania was our last show. It's been a minute, and if we're being honest, and we like to be honest, we consider ourselves honest guys here at the Small Package Show. We uh, try. We try. Um, WWE's products just kind of not been so great. Nope. I personally have not. Uh, I have not watched the weekly shows in like a month and a half. It just hasn't been. It just hasn't been very good. Yeah, and the really it, it, the big. I think the biggest problem is that the new uh, wild card rule, which is the stupidest. Oh yeah, thing to happen. Uh, it's this. In case you like me have also tuned out of the show, uh, it is a new rule, uh, quote unquote rule, where three. Four, six, ten wrestlers a night can jump from one brand to the other uh, and do something. Um, Honestly, this is this is how I know we haven't recorded an episode in a while because the week of the wild card rule rollout, 
I remember I was planning on calling the episode uh, The Death of the Brand Split, or R.I.P.N.P. The Brand Split. Uh-huh. Um, and then I remember calling you up and being like, Bob, are you interested in recording this this episode? And you were like, I mean, are you? And then I had to think about it for a minute, and I was like, you know what? Uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. And uh, I've been watching the show a little bit uh, more frequently than you. Um, and if I miss a show, I at least would watch highlights. Like I'd watch, you know, something like Wrestle Talks mm-hmm. recap or yeah, ups I've been, and downs. I've been reading most episode recaps. Sure. So at least I try to keep up with story. the overarching stories. And on one hand, the wild card rule could have been interesting. It could have been interesting. It could have given somebody, you know, in the mid card on Raw the opportunity to face for a title on SmackDown for the night. Could have been fun. You know, it could have been like, oh, Kofi's the champ on SmackDown and he shows up on Raw and he's going to have a banger of a match. Could have been cool. But it's not. It's really an excuse to have Roman Reigns on both shows, to have Shane McMahon on both shows, and to have both shows be fucking controlled by this horrible, god-fucking-awful Roman versus Shane feud. Honestly, I've been I've been fine with Roman himself since he came back. Like there were some people, obviously we've talked about this before, the awful contingency of the IWC who is putting out this conspiracy theory that his cancer was a work and that's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I know that there were some people who were like, "Ah, oh, great, Roman's back. He's going to get the super push." I don't necessarily think you can hold that against him. Because well, obviously he's not the one who's booking these shows. Yeah, and it's like you know, I think he's been doing great since he's come back in the capacity that they let him. A lot like, and we've got a lot to catch up on. We're going to ca- keep today pretty short, and we also uh, have kind of a sort of announcement of something we got in the works. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. But you know, there there's so much that's happened since we last went uh, on air, and you know. Dean Ambrose's contract expired. We all waited to see if it was a work and he was coming back to WWE or if it was true. And it was not a work. Uh, John, He is back to being John Moxley. He put out that video on Twitter. He signed with AEW. He debuted at Double or Nothing, which we're going to talk about. Uh, and, I mean, I'll, he, he went to talk as Jericho and had just a, a killer podcast with also, Jericho. Some very breaking news regarding sure. John Moxley. Yeah. Do you want to know this? It uh, happened sp- last night. Spoiler alerts for New Japan uh Battle of the Best of the Super Best Juniors. Of the Super Juniors. Uh, the B-O- final night. B O S J. Yes. Uh I do know, but you can totally say it because I'm geeked about it. But spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, turn the volume down for maybe the next forty five seconds. Yeah, so uh, Moxley had his big debut at AEW. That's all out there now. Uh, He's unchained, untethered, and so he got himself a match for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and everyone's very pumped that he made it over there. And then he had his match last night against the, at the time... Uh, United States champion Juice Robinson mm-hmm. and Moxley is now your new New Japan U.S. champ. And uh, Juice Robinson got a new haircut, cut the dreads. Oh man, 
Hold on. And five, four, three, two. All right. Welcome back to the people who didn't want uh, spoilers for Battle of the Super Juniors. It just happened. So while we might talk about it later on in the card, uh, in, in the card, in the show a little bit, uh, we'll give you a heads up if we are. Uh, but we can talk about Double or Nothing. That shit's over a week that old. That ship has sailed. And also, we're we're going to talk about... This is going to go up tonight, Wednesday night. So, if you haven't seen NXT TakeOver 25 yet, what are you doing? But if you do want to see it and you haven't seen it, watch it before you listen to the rest of this show. Uh-huh. Because we are going to talk about it. Um, and some money in the bank. But real quick, just to circle back and finish up my, what my thought was. Jericho had on Moxley, and they talked at length... I mean, it was. It's a great podcast. If you haven't heard it, go search "Talk Is Jericho: The Liberation of John Moxley." I think it's something, something like that. Yeah, Uh, it's a great episode. But a lot of the stuff that he talks about, you can see happening, unfolding right before your eyes. He talked about how much he hated the hypodermic needle in the butt segment. Mm -hmm. Uh, He talked about all this stuff with his character that he hated, how he was counting down the days. But a lot of people are using the the word like he buried WWE. I don't think he buried anything. I think if anything, he definitely the said only thing he, he buried was Vince WWE's creative decision making. Yes, which ultimately is, is essentially Vince. Vince. Yes, um, but he definitely because uh, he didn't. He said that like. He called one of the writers his guy. Like he said, how all of the writers are scared and annoyed with all this shit. You know, so he's not burying the writers. He definitely has all of his friends yeah. there. He was saying how he wishes all of them the best, oh, yeah. and how you know he he, he doesn't sure. look down on anyone if they choose to stay in WWE or yeah. anything like that. You know, and he, he even wished the overall company well. He was very supportive, oh, very sure. uh, kind. To WWE as a whole, yeah, for sure. And I, th- you know, it, it has to be stressed that as much as a lot of people are saying, you know, he buried this, he buried that. Ultimately, all he really did was say what a lot of us have just seen, and, and he confirmed a lot of things that we'd seen, which is that Vince is the one backstage who has a dated sense of humor and a dated and dated sensibilities of what gets over in wrestling today. And it's hampering the product. And we to tie it back to where we were, that's what we're seeing with Roman and Shane being like a headlining feud on both shows. Like the idea of the brand split is you have such a depth at your roster, your cup overflow with with talent. You have some of the best people of all these different styles from the, the in the world on your roster. And they're all experienced people. And you won't just let them do their thing. Everything has to be so heavily scripted with these really just overworked, over-gimmicked, dumb ideas that don't work. And I get, and I've said this before, they're, they're selling to children. They are. Because yeah. it, children are the ones who are going to want the lunch boxes and all that. Adults are spending money on it too. Not to say that we don't, we're not important to them. But their target demo is probably like 8 to 16 boys. Sure. But that doesn't mean it has to be stupid. Yeah. And even, I mean, even kids have to see some of the stuff is kind of just like, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's his company and he's allowed to run it however he wants. And it's like I said to a friend of ours who came over for rest, like, you know, WWE is a pool club. 
WWE's got a big ass swimming pool with a lot of slip and slides, a lot of fun stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the biggest pool in town. If you see Vince McMahon taking a big old liquidy diarrhea shit into his pool, you have the right to go, I don't want to swim at that pool club because AEW's pool club is in beta right now. It's not open to the public, but you know, you can get they a, had a soft launch. They had a soft <laughs> launch, right? And, you know, Impact is there. They have a pool. It may not have be as nice, but they have a pool. You can go and f- watch New Japan. And sure, their pool's not open as often as WWE's pool is open. WWE's pool, you can go in every Monday, every Tuesday. You go on the network and just go four seven rule, baby. Whenever you want, you can go to Which that pool that's club. That's a new thing. New Japan's not open as much, but there are other pool club options. You don't have to swim in that pool. And if you're unhappy, get out of the pool. Don't spend your money there. I mean, let's be frank. More or less, that's the reason we haven't recorded some episodes lately is because that's how we felt. Yeah. Like, we we watch the episodes and talk about it. And it's it, it's for you guys listening, but it's also for us. It's an outlet for us. And it got to the point where, you know, we took that break in in, in September, but that was because of personal issues. Mm-hmm. So that was unrelated. This most recent break, pretty much since Mania, since about Mania time, I think we did one after Mania. Yeah. Like, this breaks as Mania is just because the, the product just bums us out. And we're talking, Bob and I have been talking about covering more AEW when they when they get up For and sure. running, which they have another pay per view in August. Yeah, but the, also they have one next month. I think the Fighter Fest. Yeah, the, the it's some kind of a show. I don't know exactly. I think the next month is the one that they said was going to do like, uh, help out the the victims of gun violence. I think that's next month. Sure, they have some stuff coming up. They're going to start. That's the one that they were talking about at the end of the Cody Goldust match, where he said how he's fighting the Young Bucks and he needs a partner. So, um, but point is, is they're going to have regular TV starting in October, sometime in October, and they're going to be on TNZ. Mm -hmm. And we definitely want to cover that. Uh, And we still want to cover. NXT, at least the takeovers. We don't. NXT is great. It is great. We don't usually talk about the Wednesday night shows, uh, but we we talk about takeovers. We talk about pay per views when they come up. We talk about indie shows when we're going to them. We try to cover some of the indie stuff, Mm -hmm. some of the bigger things from New Japan. We cover and talk about. um, (coughs) Excuse me. Sometimes we talk about UFC. Might get back into that. Um, And we want to bring stuff to you guys. We want to record. We enjoy it. But the product itself has made it less enjoyable. Soul crushing. It's like just watching the same matches every fucking Monday and now Monday and Tuesday. And but the crazy thing is, as of late, you aren't watching matches at all. Dude, the- there was like somebody pulled somebody like timed it up. And the 90-minute cut on Hulu. of Raw on Hulu had less than 15 minutes of wrestling. Which is obscene. Like absurd there were there was four matches on smackdown yesterday and like one of them was like a 12 second didn't really happen match sure like there were like it's three or four matches on raw a three hour show it's really kind of mind-boggling how how this is happening and so that's why we're gonna try to branch out we're gonna try to talk about uh you know other things than wwe because Let's be real. First off, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say some stuff about the Saudi Arabia show, but I have zero interest in watching. Oh, it. I'm not watching it at for, all for many reasons. Not just because the card doesn't look great as is, but also because I don't really want to support it. It's really kind of fucked up. There's a lot of of, and we've talked about this before. Crown Jewel, but the marketing, the intro for our show is a is a rib on that. You know, the the ad they've been running that clearly was copy produced by somebody in Saudi Arabia who was like, really put this over because we're the one paying for this one, where they're like, the, I forget, Super, what is it? Super Showdown? Yeah. Uh, which was also the Australia show. But this is the Saudi Arabia Super Showdown where they're like, they're like, it will be equal to or surpass WrestleMania in quality. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, like you're, you're going to bury WrestleMania for this show too? I mean, it's so funny to me. You know, we have Bill Goldberg and and Undertaker are both of these guys in their I know they're at least in their 50s are they in their 60s I think so can you google that real quick for me the age of Undertaker I mean Brandy Orton versus Trips is another match with a really high age age thing in it but you know they have a 50 man they haven't really made it clear Undertaker's 54 sure oh he's so he's a little younger than I thought he was to be age And then Goldberg's Goldberg's fifty two, still. And Trips is is Trips is fifty. Uh, is Trips fifty? I think Taker debuted a little before Trips. Trips is forty nine. Okay, so three of the men in your top card matches are it, it are basically fifty year olds or more. Mm-hmm. And Orton's getting up there too. He's not fifty, but he's in his at least forties. I think. But anyway, the, the it all looks so crazy. Sami Zayn can't go. None of the women can go. But WWE's still taking the fucking money from them. And it, it's kind of gross. Oh, Randy's only 39. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. But Spring I, chicken. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, is that ultimately what it boils down to is just, I don't want to watch or support it, but we're going to find other things to cover. And so hopefully, you know, we'll, 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 we want to keep making the show for you guys. We're over 100 episodes strong. And uh, we want to keep recording for you guys, but we had an idea. I'm just going to plug this now before we get into NXT and Double or Nothing, and we'll, let's just breeze through those. Sure. Um, just give our thoughts. But something we're sort of workshopping right now to bring to you guys, and we'd love to hear your reactions. Let us know what you think on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, is uh, doing a wrestling tabletop RPG. Uh-huh. Uh, I forget the name of the system. It is... So the game is called Worldwide Wrestling RPG or WWWRPG. Sure. And uh the it is uh, a system called Powered by the Apocalypse. Sure. Uh if any of you podcast listeners out there also listen to The Adventure Zone sure. uh with the McElroy family, then their most recent game they've been playing um The Adventure Zone Amnesty is a Powered by the Apocalypse game called Monster of the Week. However, uh, the core rules, and we're, we'll, we'll go over this, and we're going to have a, an introduction episode coming out hopefully next week, uh, and it should be, you know, but the, the basic rules is every dice roll is sure. uh, rolling two six-sided dice or two D6s uh, if you're hip to the uh rpg lingo and um 
basically, a six or below is a failure, a seven to nine is a mixed success, and a ten or above is an outright success. And so uh, I will be the DM or GM, or in this specific game's uh, case, creative. Creative. And we'll be running the Small Package Championship Wrestling uh, promotion, and we have three player fighters for right now, three player wrestlers. After we get it down, we might expand and either have each player manage like multiples or special guests, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But uh, then there's going to be a host of non-player wrestlers and there's going to be, you know, announcers and refs and backstage crew. And, and it, it it's very much like real wrestling in that you aren't actually fighting it's not you get into a match and although you like, do have the ability go head to, shoot. to head you do have the sure ability sure to sure shoot. but just like a real wrestling promotion these matches have planned outcomes and then you do prom- promos and uh but then you also balance that with the real life backstage politics and your actual character as opposed to your wrestling persona so it it should be a really interesting game it's uh real quick to plug the company because the actual company design is ndp design ndp design and you can go to their website ndpdesign.com that's n like no d like dog p like poindexter design.com backslash wwwrpg that's where you can go to look at the product that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pick up a copy if you want. So we're, we're setting that up now. We're not exactly sure when it'll be live. Um, and what our hopes are is to release this as kind of like a bi-weekly thing. I'm hoping that we'll, be, we'll record a couple of episodes each session so that we can keep a pretty constant stream of it. And what I'm hoping to do is do a release schedule where on one week... So kind of like an ABAB. So A... The actual recording of us doing the, the session, you know, the actual, it'll probably be half hour to an hour episode of us doing, playing the episode, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, us all role playing, making our roles, having fun. And then on the off weeks, the B weeks, uh, releasing a shorter, like, hopefully like 15 minute cut of the episode where instead of hearing Mike and Nico and me and Bob as our, you know, actually role playing and all that kind of stuff, shorten it down, pipe in sound effects, crowd noise and whatever, and release it on the off weeks as a shortened version where you basically hear us do play by play of, of the important matches and have a sort of uh, flair to it. And I still want to keep doing the small package show. I think we'll still, we'll still try to keep episodes of this. Um, it probably won't be weekly. I think we talked about this last episode. Um, it probably won't be weekly because just watching five to ten hours a week of WWE's content and recording on it every week is kind of a slog. It's uh, pre- been pretty taxing, but we want to let you guys know that we're not done. We're still here. We appreciate you guys listening. We're still going to cover stuff. We're still going to talk about UFC stuff. We're going to talk about uh, New Japan stuff, AEW when it kicks off. I really imagine once we get closer to October, we'll probably have more small package shows again for you guys a little bit more frequently when there's stuff that we're I don't know, excited to fucking talk about. I mean, Money in the Bank had some cool moments in it. You know, I I did like Bailey winning it and cashing in and becoming champion. It is what it is about Becky dropping a belt, but at least it ended up on Bailey. It's kind of cool. Um, 
Brock winning was a shock. At least you could say it's a shock. I don't think it was the best thing. It's not what I would have done, uh, but it's shocking. But it just kind of, you know, has turned into exactly what you think it is, which is most week Brock's not there. And when he is there, he comes out, he teases the, the briefcase, and then he's like, ah, I'm not doing it. Bye. Which I get it. It's it's working us. You know, you could easily say, oh, you guys are just being marks and you're being worked. And a reaction is better than no reaction, except that instead of this being legit heat where I'm like, oh, but I want to see Brock get his comeuppance. It's it's more like that X-Pac. I'm going to turn off the show now. Heat, you know, it's mm-hmm. that kind of, that's yeah, that's for you. Uh, the, you know, it's it's that uh, it's not heat in a good way. It's more like I just don't I, I don't want to watch it anymore. I'm over it. I'm exhausted from it. You know, and that's yeah. not that's not what I think you should be going for, especially when you have competition coming that looks like they can put on a good fucking show. Speaking of which, AEW double or nothing opinions. Uh, it was really fun. Um, there were I feel like a couple missteps, but overall there were a ton of really great matches. Um, the, uh, the only real glaring thing I've, I, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, was during, well, there was the banger of a match between best friends, uh, which is Chucky e. T and Trent, Trent Beretta, baby. And, uh, and Helico and Jack Evans, really great match. Uh, a lot of uh, big spots, but uh, then they did the super surprise debut of the Super Smash Bros tag team, and it left us and everyone in the crowd apparently and Jr. going who? Yeah, it was clear <laughs> Which, that some somebody on commentary knew who they were. And then JR and the other guy didn't know who they were. And then the crowd was like who, chanting, who are you? Yeah, um, which I mean, like, on one hand, it's cool that you're building up these guys to be something big, something, you know, scary, something, a, a, a force to be reckoned with. But on the other hand, it really helps if you know who these people are before you do that. So I definitely agree. I think another another and again talking about I don't mis- think those guys were big enough names to do that kind of shock surprise reveal. And honestly, like the uh, another, and I know we're talking about missteps. On the whole, I loved the show. I thought it was an amazing show. Yeah, I think I mean th- that's pretty much all I had for misstep. The only other misstep I had personally was trying to watch the pre-show battle royale uh or casino battle royale. Sure, sure. Um you know, they marketed it as being on AEW's YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And that's what AEW put out in their press statement. It would be on AEW YouTube channel. Every outlet was was reporting it's on AEW's channel. That's where they said it was. I tuned into AEW's channel and it was just a screen being like, it'll start soon. And the match had already been going for like 10, 15 minutes. Everyone in the comments is like, where is it? Where's the match? And it wasn't until somebody else said go to the TNT channel which is which is branded as NBA on TNT. Oh. So it's not even branded as TNT's YouTube channel. It's t- it's it's cuz most of what TNT puts on their YouTube channel mm-hmm. is their NBA clips. Sure. Um and so 
Luckily, I was able to find it there and get on there. That kind of sucked after the fact it was on the, the AEW channel. So now you can replay it on there. But it was a little weird that, you know, uh, you know, they had a little technical difficulties here and there throughout the show as well. Uh, a little bit of mic feedback here and there. But, you know, it's a brand new. It's it's new for them. They're working the bugs out. So you kind of just got to go with some of the little things like that. And also, I can see why some people had beef with some of the comedic acts being in the pre-show casino battle Royale. Um, I personally love orange Cassidy and I, I thought that his bit with Tommy dreamer was funny. It was a nice little break in the middle of what is a long match. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. Hangman page one, which, you know, with everything that happened with pack and, and dragon gate and all that and, and the booking issues they were having, it, I still I think it's the right call because now you wind up having Hangman versus Jericho, which would be a good match. Mox debuting at the end and Moxley versus Omega loosely hinted at happening in the future by the end of that. Also cool. We got the Dusty versus the Dustin versus go uh the Dustin versus Cody Rhodes match, which aside from it looking like a gore slip and slide in the ring, a lot of blood. I thought it was one of the best storytelling matches I've watched in a long time. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks was just insane. Uh-huh. Like the the spots in it were just crazy. Jericho and Omega had a great match. You know, like I said, Mox came in. Overall, double or nothing. I think huge success. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see the numbers yet, so we'll talk about that next time and see how the numbers wind up played at, playing out with the live and then the week after purchases of the event. But overall, they were number one on Twitter. They had a lot of people talking about them. They had WWE guys tweeting at them, uh, which is a whole other thing about Sammy name dropping them on on show. And allegedly, Vince and Creative were did not plan that and were not as stoked about it. But it's all rumors. We can't do much with that. But overall, great show, right? Yeah, at least an eight out of ten. Um, again, just to I I just remembered one other slight problem i had um well doing the casino battle royal was a really smart really great way to introduce the fans to a bunch of the new wrestlers you know because they scooped up a bunch of like smaller indie wrestlers so there's a bunch of people that you might not know uh at least not be that familiar with and it was a great way to introduce wrestlers however they did a bad job of introducing the wrestlers yeah doing it in sets of five was a little weird because they did it in sets of five but then the announcers would be like well there's this guy and this guy and you're like okay well what about the other three like yeah honestly i it it, because there were there were people who would come out to the ring and then i'd be like oh there's you know there's jungle boy i don't even remember if they called him out when he came out to the ring, like, you know, there are people coming out to the ring that, uh, like you said, just didn't get the same fanfare. Mm. And so like orange Cassidy, I didn't even see him come out. And then I saw him circle the ring. So I was like, okay, so orange Cassidy's here, but nobody commented on him. And then when he ended up in the ring, he circled it several times before he went in. So he came into the ring itself way after his group of five came in. So it was a little bit jarring to be like, oh, Orange Cassidy was... I thought I thought I missed his elimination. Right. And it was also weird because I'm pretty sure 
So I definitely the announcers were like, he's the 22nd person in this 21-man match. But I'm pretty sure he was part of a group of five, but only four of them initially came out because there was a group of just four people that came out. I think he was just kind of doing his thing of instead of running to the ring, just kind of slouching yeah. along. And so then by the time oh, yeah. he actually like got down there, they had already moved on. And so yeah. it's just kind of like I a little sloppy. A lot of commentary was a little sloppy. Is it Excalibur? Is that, He's the one with the mask. I I, I want to make sure I'm getting his name right. Uh, is, is it Excalibur? Yes. Okay. I thought he was he was pretty good. The other guy whose name I'm forgetting, uh, I didn't like as much. Jr. was was solid like Jr. usually is. Um, he wasn't bad. Um, I I mean, it's hard to say top form for Jr. But I, at the same time, Jr. brings something to the table. Um, but you know, I think they'll definitely improve. Commentary wasn't bad. Um. And I think that this show built a lot of hope moving forward and made me feel like if this is the kind of quality show they're going to put on, then is it perfect? No, but it was pretty fucking good. There's some cool stuff in it. Yeah, I will say, unlike what Raw and SmackDown are doing, Double or Nothing has me excited for more. Raw and SmackDown yes. has me excited to turn off the TV and do something else. And uh, also, real quick, we should also talk about NXT TakeOver 25. From Hartford, Connecticut, correct? Somewhere in Connecticut, maybe if not Hartford, then Bridgeport. Okay, My, it was somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, great show as always. They always put on great shows. The four per the four team uh, ladder match for the vacant titles: RIP, IP, Viking Experience Raider War, <laughs> whatever they're calling them now. I haven't even seen them on TV, so I don't fucking know. Um, uh, that was great. Uh, Dream versus Tyler Breeze was great. Um, Gargano versus Adam Cole was fucking amazing. I mean, it was a hell of a show. If you haven't seen NXT TakeOver 25 yet, make sure you watch it. Uh, Gargano and, uh, and, and uh, Adam Cole Adam was... Adam Cole, baby. Meltzer said that that was one of the best WWE shows he's seen in a long, long time. Uh, I mean, he high, gave it high praise. I thought it was great. Um you know the the Sh- Shayna Baszler versus it was Io right, yes. Uh, that match was was fucking great. You know all of the matches on NXT Takeover twenty five were just fantastic, fun to watch. Um, you know, yeah, it, got uh, Prince Pretty versus Velveteen. It that was match great. probably was my favorite of the night. It was very. I good. will say like. For the praise that Cole versus Gargano got, I thought their two out of three falls match was better. Also, I don't think either of those two matches is Gargano's best match in NXT, mostly just because Gargano versus Almas exists, which... Oh, yeah, that was a banger. But, um... I mean, NXT just consistently has great matches. Yeah, you see an NXT TakeOver card. It doesn't matter who's on it. You're going to be walk away entertained and and impressed. I got to be honest. You know, Mike had a very good point when we were talking to him the other night, friend of the show, Mike Hall. uh, Who y'all will be hearing somewhat regularly once we get this podcast going. With the the game. The board game one. Um, You know, he had a really good point where... WrestleMania sometimes gets watered down trying to put every single face on the show. And it, it there is the point to be made of you try to get these guys on the show so they can get their WrestleMania payday because they put in all year long on the road, and not just Raw, not just SmackDown, the live events, 
all of the extracurricular stuff they do, like Make-A-Wish and going to press events and going to Comic-Cons and all these events that WWE is like sending them out. They're always on the road, so you want to get them on somewhere on the WrestleMania cards so they can get a payday. But he had a good point about every NXT show, no matter how big or how just regular it is, the takeover events, it's not every fucking person on the NXT roster. Yeah. They put the best people in the field. They have like five matches consistently on every show. And it's, they put the best people in the feuds that make the most sense. So you get great storyline. They do great video packages. So if you haven't been watching week to week, you, I mean, we don't watch the Wednesday shows most of the time, just life guys. You know, I know that we do a wrestling podcast, but nobody on earth except for fucking Dave Meltzer and, a handful of those yeah, those guys who make a living like, off of watching wrestling. Yeah, we don't make any money off of this. Once we open that merch store, oh, small package, <laughs> small merch. package merch. It's all the funny part is, is it's all way too small. That's part of the bit is that it's baby size clothes, but marketed as adult. I digress. Uh, you know, those guys can watch all of it. We don't get to watch it, but even just watching the takeovers, we get the story. Because they do such a good job building pay-per-view to pay-per-view or takeover to takeover. And then also the video, the video vignettes are tight and concise and make sense. They don't just feel like, okay, cool. It's just like, like some of the ones that they show on the WWE pay-per-views just go on and on and just don't tell me why I should care. Mm-hmm. The NXT ones are tight and they make me care. And uh, anyway, NXT takeover. Great show. If you have the network, go watch it. Um, and uh, I mean, damn, dude, after watching Money in the Bank, it just can't hold a candle. Even with some of the good, there was good stuff. There's always good matches buried in the shit. Like even on Raw, they'll have, you know, Cesaro being a good match or Ricochet being a good match or they'll be in a good match against each other or they'll have, you know, almost come out and have a good match on SmackDown. They'll have good matches just buried in all of this extra shit. I am. I actually was happy about the introduction of the 24-7 belt. We didn't get to talk about it much. Actually, we didn't talk about it on the air at all yet, but I'm happy with it. Some people were disappointed that it's not the hardcore belt, but let's be real. They were never bringing back the hardcore championship. Not in 2019. But the 24-7, they've already had it change hands on like YouTube videos and social media already. Fucking R-Truth is what? Like a four-time champion now, technically? It's like a four or five-time fucking 24-7 belt champion. It's fun. It gives something for the guys to do who have nothing to do on TV. Um, But here's what's crazy. Sure. Is that there's a list someone made on Squared Circle that's like... 50 plus people long of people who haven't had a match on TV since like mania. That's fucking crazy. You know, what's crazy. What? I could probably ask you a couple questions about who champions are in WWE. I'd be curious to know who's the SmackDown tag champs right now. Okay, give me one second. I can do this. So I have to, for my own brain, I have to stop at the start of the top. So Kofi SmackDown champ, Seth is Universal champ. Okay. The SmackDown champs are. Is it still Rowan and Debray? I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I thought to you assume, had the answers pulled I'm going up. to assume simply because they haven't been on TV and like. Okay, you look up the answers real quick, and I'll tell you who I think it is. 
the Intercontinental Champ or the U.S. Champ. I'm sticking with SmackDown. So women's champ is Bailey. I'm sticking with SmackDown. Inter- U.S. Inter- U- U.S. is uh, not Inter- SmackDown. Inter- <laughs> Intercontinental. Right. 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 Sorry, because they they flip flopped it. Okay. So Kofi, D. Brian Rowan are tags. Intercontinental is still Finn. Yes. And women's is Bailey. Seth is Universal. Becky is women's on Raw. Yeah. U.S. is currently, I think, Ray vacated it on Monday. Incorrect. He didn't vacate it. No. So he's still champ. No. Samoa's champ. Yes. Solely because Ray didn't vacate it. He gave it to Samoa Joe. Okay. I remember (laughs) the angle. I I do remember that angle. Uh, Raw tag team champs. Um, it's not revival. Nope. It's not the Usos. Nope. Is it still Hawkins and Ryder? It is. They haven't defended it in a while. They have not been on TV. I think since they won it. No, no, no they have. They have been on they TV once or twice. They haven't been on TV in five weeks or so with the championships. Regardless, that's what I'm saying. Is like they have the championships. They are now essentially Brock Lesnaring. And Brock Lesnar has the money in the bank. Uh, I think is Tony Nice. Tony Nice. Cruiserweight yes. champ. See, I got this. Look at me. Consummate professional. I know these champions. Um, and you were right about Rowan and, and Debray. Debray. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of in shambles right now. WWE's got to get their shit together. All these people are talking about leave, uh, jumping ship. Sasha Banks is still holding out. And for what it's worth, I know there's a lot of rumor mill st- stuff. And we always talk about how, oh, you know, you can't always hi- buy into the hype on the rumors. I mean, she's taking WWE branding off a lot of her social, not her Twitter, but her Instagram and some other stuff. Uh, she's been going by her name online a lot, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like... She- she she's definitely not and they haven't been mentioning her on tv nearly as much like when she first walked out after mania they were still talking about her a lot now she gets a name drop once in a while and it's usually in like a bailey interview but i'm telling you man like there are options out there now you know i mean say what you want about if they're not quite as big of a machine as wwe you know will osprey at battle of the super juniors cut a promo uh, after his match where he was talking about how he's officially moving to Japan and settling himself in in Japan. And the fans went fucking nuts. I mean, they popped huge for that. And like, there are places you can make a living doing this. AEW is up and coming. They're not 100% there yet, but it's up and coming. There are people doing stuff on Impact that is still cool. You know, all, all egos over there right now. Jordan Grace is over there right now. They're doing their thing on Impact. You know, there, there's there's other places you can make a living doing this and have that creative freedom. And it's like John Moxley said, you know, formerly known as Dean Ambrose said on Jericho, if there was no other place to wrestle, he would rather have retired from wrestling than keep wrestling at WWE because of the creative. And we're feeling it as the fans. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Small Package Show. And we promise we won't keep you waiting nearly as long for the next episode. Uh, we're going to be bringing some cool stuff in. Like we mentioned, we're going to try to develop this this second show for the Small Package Network. 
whatever you want to call us uh-huh. for the for this channel. Uh, another show we're gonna try to we're workshopping this uh, wrestling RPG game. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna keep covering you know indie wrestling. We're gonna cover New Japan. We're gonna try to talk about UFC and some other stuff. We still will cover WWE, but to be honest, for a little while, unless it starts getting better, you should expect a little dialing back on some of this WWE coverage. Uh, at least in like the week to week sense. When AEW kicks off, I mean, we're excited about it, so there's a good chance that, you know, we maybe get back into weekly small package shows after that. But we're working all that. We'll keep you updated. Follow us on the social media. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Feckety, Mr. Verified Worldwide. You can co- follow me on social media at CBPointXer, and you can follow the both of us at Small Package POD. POD like the band, but it stands for podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. Hit us up. Ask us questions, leave comments. We'll read them on the show. Shout out to friend of the show Phil Martinez. He's been hitting us up on on Twitter. So what up, Phil? Yeah, uh, we've been we've been interacting with him. Um, and uh, you know what? We'll be back again soon. We're going to keep you guys posted with uh, where this tabletop gaming thing comes into play with us, and uh, we'll see you again soon, right here on the Small Package Show. Shout out to We Are Is Ronan. Thanks for the music, Bob. Close us out. Hit them with it. Bye.